0: What's up, and we are back in the break room with me here, to, uh, what, what, okay, me, to, uh, yeah, let's like So, yeah, it's me, Charles Carter III, right here, my boy right in front of me, Evan Schumann. What's good? So, we out here. So, we are back for episode 45, cinco. Yeah. Count, sync. Trilingual as always. So, yeah, man, we're back in the break room. Thank you, breakers, for being with us. Um, yeah. So, if you hadn't heard last time, yes, um, we are well over A 1,000 listeners over our podcast. So, thank you. Shout out to the breakers for that. Yeah, just going to get right into the show. The playoffs, what well, the play in tournament in the NBA. Did not disappoint. It did not. It did not. So, the games that happened, right? We had the Cavs versus the Nets, the Nets won, the Clippers versus the Timberwolves, the Thames won, the Hornets versus the Hawks, the Hawks blew the Hornets out, the Spurs and the Pelicans, the Pelicans won, the Hawks and the Cavaliers, the Hawks again, and then the Pelicans versus the Clippers,
1: the Pelicans won. So, last night, we had uh, the final uh, set of games, so we had the Hawks going against the Cavs, and then we had the Clippers going against the Pelicans, and man, both of those games, the third quarter completely like changed for in both of those games, because mm-hmm. you had in the uh, Cavs and Hawks game, Cavs came out real hot, especially from three, they were killing it, then all of a sudden, you know, third quarter came around, Ice Trey got in his bag, and End up having over 30 points in the second half and just completely took over that game and showing exactly what he did in the playoffs last year. Doing it here again in the playing tournament. Getting the Hawks uh, the eighth seed and they'll go up against the Heat in the first round now. Okay man. Uh, Now, just looking at that, the Heat and the Hawks. What are you thinking? Oh, bro. I think the Heat are going to win, but the Hawks are probably going to give them some issues. Right, right? It, It might be for like a game or two. Like, they might be able to steal... You know, maybe push it to six. But I still think that the Hawks are going to, you know, be, be a little feisty out there. See, for me, the the East is
0: pretty balanced except for the Bucks. Who else could I go? The Nets? I mean, I said, the, yeah, the Nets. And maybe the, I mean, depending on how you feel about them, Philly. Really about it. Depending on how you feel about them. So... Every other team in that I feel like has an equal shot of winning. Even though I feel like the Heat is probably well, one had the number one seed, but they shoot themselves in the foot all the time, and they can be beat by just about anybody. At the same time, they can beat anybody. So, but I think that'd be a good series. Like I said, I'm with you on. I think the Heat will pull it out,
1: but I can. I wouldn't be surprised if it went six or seven. Mm, if it went seven, I, that's where I would be surprised. Six, mm. I'd be like, all right, Heat took care of business. Let's move on to the next round, but we'll see. So let's go back to the. Uh, other uh, side of the the, the conferences, mm-hmm. other side of the country. So we had the Pelicans and the Clippers last night. And, man, that game was basically the same story. Like I said, third quarter, Clippers started coming back. And Reggie Jackson, this man, was <laughs> absolutely in his bag. How much of this game did you actually catch? I, I didn't catch the back end. Oh, I didn't catch the gee, back in. So that was when the best of that that, that was the best of the game cuz you had Marcus Morris, he he started hitting a couple. He had like a step back three in the corner and you know Reggie Jackson was turning up. I mean, both of them finished off with 27 points, but Reggie Jackson had 7 boards and 8 assists to go along with that, but then Marcus Morris had 9 boards himself and 5 assists. He both of those guys are just high energy dudes and that is the reason that they were able to come back, but unfortunately for the Clippers the Pelicans still were able in the fourth quarter to turn it back up. And uh, B.I. came out there, dropped 30, had himself a good night. Uh, C.J. McCollum did his thing. You know, the three point shooting wasn't great for him, but everything else he did on the floor, you know, that leadership and everything going out there, running the floor. New Orleans Pelicans find their way into the playoffs. So now they'll be the eighth seed and they'll go up against the Suns. What do you think about that? Oh, the
0: Suns and the Pelicans? Yeah. Uh, I think it'll, for the most part, be a wash. I'm not expecting
1: I'm bringing it. my broom.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. A, you, oh, you think sweep? Oh, yeah.
1: Hmm. Yeah. No, no no, Zion or
0: anything, too? You don't no. think, like, the Suns might, you know, come out with, games with at least one game? At least one?
1: Nah. Nah? I, I have a hard time seeing a veteran-led Chris Paul team that just went to the finals last year coming out and not handling business against the eighth seed. <laughs> Fair enough. That's fair enough. Because, okay,
0: when are we going to start? What is what is Brandon Ingram to you in the league? He's not what he was supposed to he be. Has but. A, he
1: has fallen short of initial expectations, but mm. he still is a hooper. He still gets buckets. He might not do it all the time, but th- the evidence we have right now is he dropped 30 in the play-in game, went 14-21 from the field, and he was efficient. No three-point shots from him. He was doing his thing. He, he was getting his shots, six boards, six assists, only two Two turnovers for him, so I think that Brandon Ingram is a guy that if he is your main piece, that that's not a bad building block. But mm-hmm. if he is your second piece, that is incredible. Okay, that, that he, he is a great number two and a, a solid number one scoring option. Yeah. Huh. Okay,
0: so Brandon Ingram. Okay, so his averages for this re- this year was twenty two point seven points, around five point eight rebounds, right around six, and five point six assists. So right around six assists. I don't think he's a well. I don't think he can be a number one. I don't know what kind of because when I think of number one, I think of a, and it's like it's a little unfair to compare him to the all time greats. You know what I mean? You yeah, can't yeah. you can't say, oh, he's not a KD. Well, it's hardly anybody who's a KD or a LeBron or a Chris Paul she or he damn
1: near built like KD though. It, that's that's, that's that was everybody's expectations. expectations. Yeah, yeah well, that's he's going expect- to be the next KD, but just never.
0: But it, it just he just he just ain't like that. He just ain't like that. So. I mean, now if I was a team like the Rockets, would I take Brandon Ingram as another piece? I
1: feel like we brought this up on another pot. Because I was like, if B.I. came over there, and if he was the number one, like, if B.I. is your number one, do I think you're going to be, you know, a top two or three seed? Probably not. Mm -hmm. Are you going to definitely be fighting in the play-ins and possibly winning those games with him? Yeah. And I, I think that he's... Still continuing to get better. Like his shot selection, you know, he's getting more points, but he's being more efficient by doing so. Mm -hmm. And especially from the free throw line, he's really improved. And um, he, he, he can get things done, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't be hundred percent sold on him getting them done every single night. I feel like if minus
0: the the big man and the actual construction of the team, but I feel like if Brandon Ingram was to come to the Rockets, their construction would be a lot like the Timberwolves. So like minus Cat, obviously, because I mean, I guess if you if you if I mean if you're crazy enough to say Christian Wood is like. A, even close to being as good as Cat. whatever you can say that, I guess, but he's not. I, I need what they on, yeah, right. <laughs> so, you got you would have Jalen Green for me, Jalen Green would still be the, your number one option. Then, you have BI, you would make them somewhat of like a J- Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown kind of duo, um, depending on how you feel about KPJ. Mm. So, then you have KPJ, you have um, Singoon. you also have uh, Jay Sean Tate. Also, and this, you know, exactly, man. So the construction construction of your team will grow, and then the the core of your team would change. And so I think Brandon Ingle will also be a part of that core, along with Jalen Green and then KPJ. Singoon is somewhat... (sighs) I like him. I lie, really like Sengun, man. For for me, he's going to be the big man to stay. I feel like we need to get rid of Christian Wood, but
1: yeah, Wood probably has more trade value. I would say anyway. Yeah, but uh, to get into uh, the rest of the first round, uh, we'll we'll keep it over here in the West. So we're gonna have the Suns versus the Pelicans. We're both taking the Suns pretty convincingly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The 4-5 and seed matchup I think is going to be the most interesting because that one, if Luka Doncic plays, because Luka is definitely not playing in Game 1, more than likely won't play in Game 2, and Game 2 is on Monday, I just had an alarm go off. (laughs) Um, So, if Luka plays, this this just might be a seven-game series. Him and Donovan Mitchell go at it a lot, and... They both can put up points, mm. both of them, especially in the playoffs. I think Luka, even though he's only played 13 playoff games, has the most uh, averages the most points in a playoff game. Um, but if, if Luka doesn't play, the Jazz should literally sweep him, should handle business. No, no questions asked. Three and six. This one is going to be the most interesting matchup because Steph Curry is coming off of a little bit of an injury going up against... Nuggets. I'm gonna have to take the Warriors in this one, and this, oh, yeah. this might be a seven game series. Oh, you think Maybe so? At, at least six, like, but I, I can see
0: seven. Okay. Um, I'm taking the Warriors in five with this one just because Clay has been uh, right before. Man, Clay. Man, Clay has been like old Clay. So, I mean. And then you have Steph coming back. I'm pretty sure he won't come back just, you know, firing off. But then again, he always could. So He is good for that. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm taking the Warriors and five on this one. Even though the Nuggets are... Also, uh, uh, something else that goes into that, the Nuggets are the Nuggets. Like, what do you mean by that? I'm getting tired of having high expectations for them and then them consistently letting me down. So and that's why I don't expect too much out of them anymore.
1: Fair enough. I mean... I, I feel kind of the same way about the Minnesota Vikings Yeah. So in the, the Los Angeles Chargers, so I respect that. And then the final uh, matchup we're going to have in the West in the first round is going to be the Grizzlies and the Timberwolves, two young electric teams. You're going to have Pat Beverly running his mouth, and you know the Grizzlies love to run they, their young mouths, too. I think this is going to be a fun series, but I don't think that the Timberwolves are going to win this series. I don't think it's going to be that close. I'm going to take Memphis in five. Ooh. I could go with that because the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies aren't a superstar
0: study team, but they're a team full of stars, and they can give you trouble if you like if you allow them to. So,
1: and you they're know. young, so that, yeah, that, that energy. I mean, they're they're our age. Like, mm-hmm. we can go. Out, I can go out there and go to LA Fitness and go run eight nine games and get tired about the eighth or ninth game. Man, these boys, this is the playoffs, they're not going to get tired. Exactly. They're, they're they're definitely not. They're they're young. They're ready, and they've been hooping their asses off this season, especially without John Morant. <laughs> So, over off in the East, we already talked about the Heat going up against the Hawks. We're going to both take the Heat in that one. 76ers and the Raptors, I feel like, is going to be a lot closer of a series than most people would want to give them credit for. I honestly think that the Raptors will win at least two games. I just feel like the 76ers, if they come out any type of flat or don't have the energy that, you know... If James Harden's not having a good day, maybe, you know, the the, the club last night didn't have his favorite type of wings or something, you know. You never know what you're going to get from him, especially in the playoffs. Or the strippers' ass went fat enough, you know. Hey, you know, I wasn't going to go that far to say but hey. I mean, he loves strippers. He loves strippers, so, you know. This this, this is uh, public knowledge. Hey, yeah, so. Hey, strippers love him. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I'm going to take the 76ers, but I think they're going to have to work. Even if, let's let's say, even if they win it in five or even if they did do sweep I think the Raptors are going to make them have to earn every single game. Okay.
0: Yeah. The 76 is like it's a
1: they're a good team like they have a lot of potential
0: like they, I could say I said this in a while I think I don't know if it was last part or the one before that. But I said they have all the pieces to do something great. It's just are they going to do it? And so granted the Raptors are kind of somewhat of a they're not a, they're not a tier 1 kind of team. They're not a tier 1 team to really I, I don't see them really making it past the seventy, uh, the seventy six. I don't see them winning at all. And I'm kind of with you. I see it maybe going. It shouldn't go past five from in, in my opinion. It shouldn't. It just shouldn't. But if it does,
1: yeah, like I wouldn't be you because like the Raptors are just, just grimy. Bro. Yeah, like they they just, they just do things that other teams aren't willing to do. They're gonna come out there. They're competitive consistently. I know. Earlier on this season they had a lot of injuries, but once they all came back together, man, they've been hooping. Finish off at the fifth seed. All right, so we're gonna go to the next matchup, Bucks versus Bulls. I'm gonna take the Bucks in this one. Hey, I Bucks feel so it. bad for the Bulls because they had such a good season and mm. surpassed a lot of expectations. They just happened to run into the defending championship. Yeah, players, like you know? that
0: it's just bad luck. Almost bad luck as uh, you know, Charles Barkley running into Jordan. It's just like, you know, you <laughs> could have been great, yeah. but
1: history could have been different, but you
0: know, but <sighs> Unfortunate, yeah. unfortunately. So, yeah, no, I'm
1: exactly. I'm, I'm going with the same team. Going with my favorite matchup Bucks. in the whole entire playoffs is going to be this last series right here, the Nets and the Celtics, because the Celtics have been so good, especially as of late mm-hmm. since the All Star break. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have been hooping. But now the Nets, hey, they they struggled, you know, has yeah. injuries. Kyrie ain't been uh, in playing. Hey, mandate's lifted. Kyrie's back. It's Ramadan. He in his bag. <laughs> hey. It is Ramadan. It's this crazy. is going to be a seven game series. Mm. I don't know who I don't know because if Williams for the Celtics doesn't play, that that that's an all NBA uh, defender right there. Yeah. That's that that's gonna hurt them. But if he is there, whoo Man, you got him and Marcus Smart to to And, and uh, Jamal Williams can mm-hmm. guard. I'm not going to say he can guard a one through five, but he can definitely guard two through five.
0: Like, mm-hmm. No, like regular season, man, the Celtics with the number one defensive team in the NBA. And so now you're going against one of the most high power offenses in the NBA. So, and you got, like I said, Kyrie is in his bag, and Kyrie has just been putting on such a basketball show. So, as of late, and it's just, I still think the Nets are going to win. I don't know if it's quite Jason Tatum's time to, to rise just yet. We're getting close. The time is coming. Like, the time is really getting close. But I don't know if it's just yet. So, no, I'm still taking the Nets to win this one. I don't know if it goes seven. You say if William plays, that's definitely a game changer. But what I've been seeing as of late from Kyrie so much, the way he slashes to the rim, obviously his shooting has always been there. And then you have that the, Kevin Durant just i could see maybe i could see 6 i could see 6
1: fair enough uh, i i'm just going to propose uh statistics here whether that does anything for you or not Celtics are 3 and 1 versus the Nets this season but we we do know that Kyrie has yeah. been there and you know there's been the injuries and stuff like that but every time they've won i mean sides so so march 6th they had katie and um out there too it was 126 to 120 but before that it was 129 to 106 91 to 126 and then early in the, in november and early in the season in november the nets were able to win 123 to 104 so i'm expecting more of like a 120 126 type like i think every game is going to be very very competitive
0: all right. It'll be competitive I don't know It's just something about When you're seeing the same team Night, night in and night out yeah. yeah I think that'll definitely Change the pace of the yeah, game Because yeah
1: Guarding Kyrie and KD mm. and Is a very difficult thing To do for a night mm. If you're asked to do that For seven nights In a two week span That's gonna be Yeah You're either gonna figure it out and think you have it figured out and then they're going to come out with something different or you're just never going to figure it out and they're going to continue to just blow past you with what they've been doing because you can't stop it. Kyrie might be the best shot
0: creator in the league to me.
1: Yeah. It, I mean, like, it, it used it, it really used to be him and like James Harden back in the day. I think yeah. like James Harden has taken a small step back with that, but KD can still, it, it might not look as, as sexy as, mm. as Kyrie, but man, when he gets yeah. to his little mid midi spots, it's you know it's coming. You still can't stop it. Yeah, and really
0: on that James point, man, James like his shot creating ability has also has always been phenomenal. He just changed it to where like he just got to the line so easy. Yeah, like
1: just throwing his arms. yeah under people and
0: hey, other people you can hate it if you want to, whatever. But man, the, he got buckets. Like it was, but soft.
1: Yeah, you want to mentality was soft. The Mentality was soft. I mean. Obviously, James Harden is what I consider to be soft. I mean, look how many times he's quit on, on his team. team in the playoffs. Okay, that's very true. And then true. look how many times he's jumped ship now. We, we've seen him do it twice within, what, 365 days? Very true. I personally just can't respect that aspect of those things. Do I respect him as a hooper still? Absolutely. He's a bucket he's, getter. I I'm, almost I'm speak on him he, When he wants buckets. to be, he is. It's just, why am I not consistently getting that from you? And then for me you know this I'm all about consistency Trey mm. come on now yeah yeah facts so- <laughs> you can talk all you yeah. want but unless you consistently giving me that through your actions I don't care what you gotta say speak on it speak on it so yeah hey tomorrow Easter man hey don't don't, don't make me get to some church yeah out, man here. he about to start preaching about, up about, here about
0: man by Kirk Franklin. <laughs> yeah bro but okay man um that was our last matchup for the um, for the playoffs. First round. It's gonna be
1: a very fun first round. It's
0: definitely gonna be fun. Hey, man, so this is about to go on break in just a second, man. Follow us on the break room, H O U on Twitter and the on Instagram. Follow me at three the last underscore king on Twitter and boy Evan Schumart at Evan Schumard TV. So yeah, man. This has been off for the break room on this segment. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back.
1: All right, everybody, welcome back into the break room. It's your boy Evan Schumar right here on the mic. Charles had a little bit of a family emergency he had to get to, so he went ahead and stepped up out, but I'm going to go ahead and keep it rolling. We're going to go ahead and get into the MLB here. We're about eight games deep into the season. After the lockout finally got the season underway. And let's go ahead and just get into what the Houston Astros have been up to. They started off their season against the Angels, where they won three to one back on April 7th. And then they turned around and had a great explosive offensive night, putting up 13 runs against the Angels six. So they saw off their season two and zero, dropped game three against the Angels, but then turn around in game four, won four to one. They just had a two-game series against... The Diamondbacks earlier on this week, they split that one and one. Unfortunately, on Wednesday, they lost due to a just what you can call a comical error by one of the outfielders uh, out in left field. He dropped a pop fly and that ended up allowing the Diamondbacks to get their winning run across home plate. So unfortunately, they dropped that one. And then just last night, they've had a game against the Mariners. First game of a three game series. They lost 11 to one. And the Mariners aren't a team that you want to be losing to by double digits runs to. That's not something that's typical for the Houston Astros to do, is to lose big against the Seattle Mariners. Where, I mean, Jose Altuve, quiet, 0 for 4. The only person that really had a decent day at the plate was Yuli. He went 2 for 4. If you're only having one bat really getting active, I mean, you had a couple people get one hit here and there. But, I mean, overall, at the end of the day, when you're only getting five people on base and you're giving up 13 to that, that's not going to work out very well for you. The Houston Astros have got to get their pitching together. I know last year they had a lot of problems involving the rotation within the bullpen. So if they can continue to just work on their game, continue to be better... Then we all know what the Houston Astros are capable of. It's just getting that from them consistently. Um, but let's take a look at what the AL West standings are looking like right now. The Astros are currently in first place with a four and three record. And then you have the Mariners, the A's, and the Angels all with a four and four record. And then the Texas Rangers sit at the bottom at two and five. AL Central, White Sox off to a little bit of a hot start, five and two. And then the AL East, you have the Blue Jays, led by Mr. Springer-Dinger. They're at 5-3 to start off their season. Tampa Bay Rays and the Yankees right behind them at 4-4. Four and four. So no team in the AL really has separated themselves. But then the team right now with the best record through the first eight games of the season is going to be the New York Mets, standing at 6-2 right now. And they got the Braves and the Nationals at 4-5 right behind them. NL Central, you got the Cardinals, leading the division at four and two with the Cubs right behind them, four and three Brewers, four and four right there. So everybody pretty much middling around 500. And then in the NL West, things are already getting off to a competitive start out there, just as they ended out last season. So the Giants, the Dodgers and the Rockies all starting off with a five and two record. And then the San Diego Padres with a five and four record. So they've actually played a little bit more games than the rest of their conference, but man, the NL West is just consistently, throughout the last couple of years, been so competitive. I expect nothing less this season. I would fully expect the Los Angeles Dodgers, when it's all said and done, to be the NL West champions. And coming out of the NL Central, I mean, we all know the Cubs had, a couple of years ago, a great team that I feel like they've just slowly been dismantling. The Cardinals always come with it, but then the Brewers, their pitching has just been... It's just stellar. I mean, last season that's what really brought them out into the playoffs was they were carried by their pitching. And then in the East. The NL East is is almost like the NFC East. You know, there's some teams with a couple players here and there got a little bit of talent, but nobody really ever is that great. Besides the Atlanta Braves. <laughs>
0: Sensational.
1: They won the pennant last year. They're, they're a good team. They're just starting to get it together. And They're so young, and that's the crazy thing. So if, if the Braves get it rolling throughout the season, which I fully expect them to, I would expect them to come out on top of the NL East. So, man, I'm really excited for the start of baseball season. We got several more months to go. The race for the pennant has begun, but... One thing I really want to get into is who's hot and who's not right now. Because I'm going to go back to the NBA with this playing games that we just had. And, man, Trey Young continues, and I had mentioned this earlier, continues to go on these playoff tears. I fully expect him to have a a good series against the Heat. There's going to be a lot of defense he's got to go against. He's going to get a lot of bodies. People are going to rotate. The bigs will be able to check him. But if he gets his shot down... He is going to be the reason why the Hawks are going to be able to contend against the Heat. But Trey Young, I'm going to go with who is hot because he got 38 points in the playing game versus the Cavs who played a very very stellar game against the Nets just a couple of days before, but why Trey Young is hot for me is because he scored 32 points in the second half. Let me repeat that one more time. 32 points in the second half. This young man and his team were getting blown out in the first half. He went into the locker room, and he's a young man. Trey Young. What can't this man do? It seems like everybody wanted to talk about him when he came into the league, that, oh, you know, his shooting isn't going to work. Oh, he's too small. He doesn't have enough weight on him. Hey, this young man is 23 years old and is one of the most – electric scores in the league and then for that reason 32 points in the second continuing his playoff tear I expect him to continue to have a great series against the Heat Trey Young is who's hot for me and then who's not I'm gonna have to go with Kelvin Joseph the Dallas Cowboys second round cornerback that they picked last year out of the Kentucky I want to get into uh, couple things about him. First off, as a draft prospect, he was, you know, a second or third round guy. He's decent. You know, he's good, good in man coverage. Cowboys like to run man. But his off the field antics have been there. there, There's a lot left to be desired. You would like to see more from him. Some people thought that Kelvin Joseph coming out had slight an attitude problem, wasn't completely focused on football. But Jerry Jones doing what Jerry Jones does, took a chance on the young man. Well, the young man found himself in a uh, sticky situation where he was a passenger in a vehicle from which gunshots were fired from where a man ended up dying just last month. Yeah, Initial reports might have been that Joseph could have been the shooter. Now, after a further investigation, it seems like Kelman Joseph did not kill the victim, but... He was confirmed to be in the vehicle. So rest in peace to Cameron Ray, who was killed at the age of 20 years old. So the Dallas police are refusing. Excuse me. They chose to decline Joseph's involvement in the case. So they're just kind of letting him, you know, he he was there, but they're not going to try to press any charges against him right now, it seems like. But that doesn't mean the road is over for him. Calvin Joseph is currently under investigation by the NFL for his uh, involvement in this unfortunate situation, which a 20-year-old man was murdered. So we'll see if Kelvin Joseph is suspended, fined. I'm not going to go as far as to say if the Dallas Cowboys choose to cut or trade or release him. But Kelvin Joseph, unfortunately, not in a hot seat right now. But I would like to thank everybody for tuning in to today's show again. Sorry that Trey had to step out. Everything's good with him, though. I would like to thank everybody for tuning in to your boy, Evan, right here. Go ahead and follow us on all of our social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, wherever you find your podcast. We are there. Tell your friends. Tell your sister. Tell your sister's best friend. Tell your goddaughter. Tell your goddaughter to go tell her little friends. Tell your homeboys, aunts, stepdaddy that you saw at the, the, the barbecue this weekend. Let them know what's up. Hope everybody has a great and festive Easter. Setter. I got the heat with me. I got a temp setter. I got a sun Yeah, that's the butt writer. This shit a breeze to me. I watched the wind settle. I took a mood setter. Then I felt too settled, I took a resetter. Now I feel too better. These niggas knew better. These niggas know better. After the film settle. After the smoke settle. I'm still a go better. Cause I'm a gold setter. I like her throat weather. She say my drip wetter, Hold up and
0: get better. I love her clip with